Joining me right now on Kumite TV is Eternal MMA Flyweight, Danielle Hayes. What's going on, Danielle? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, it's fight week. You know, you only got a couple days left until you have to step into that cage. You know, what's your normal routine during fight week? Um, my normal routine is to kind of like taper off a little bit of work, um, any sort of outdoor activities I'm doing with friends, socializing. I just try and kind of stay by myself and get focused and just keep keep training, keep moving around. I watch a lot of videos on, on fights and keep myself sort of, you know, always thinking about it, always focused and always eat, sleep, breathe MMA. And that's my final week, really. I really just get quite intense um, with, yeah, with my, with my skill, with my food. And obviously I'm water loading right now. So, yeah, I have to think about that every single moment. Um, so, yeah, like I just really embrace everything and, and anything else that's happening in my life has to be kind of put to one side. You said you watch a lot of fights. You know, is there anybody in particular you like to watch during fight week? You know, there's so many new girls coming up at the moment as well, and especially in the flyway um, division. And I love watching Bellator and UFC, but one FC as well. So there's no one in particular. Like I think that they all have great skill, and I take something from all of them really. Um, and like Killer B, like in one FC at the moment, like she's really cool to watch. Um, yeah, and, and, and like I said, like Shevchenko, I love her. Valentina Shevchenko, I always watch her. Um, I love her style and um, very admirable of, of her striking and, and ground game. Like she's she's amazing, like all-round MMA fighter. So, yeah, I think those two is like the people that I'm kind of watching at the moment. Yeah, it seems like uh, flyweight is the newest division, but it's slowly starting to become the best division, you know, and uh, there's a lot of fighters that are comfortable at that weight. You know, have you always been comfortable at flyweight or do, do you do you do you think you'll go down or, you know, did you start at bantamweight? I've never started at bantamweight. I've always fought um, below 60. And so flyweight for me is a very comfortable position. Um, if you ask me to go to strawweight, I think that would be a bit of a struggle for me. And I don't think I would perform very well. And then maybe bantamweight, I could give it a good crack, um, but I wouldn't be really moving weight uh, you know maybe one or two kilograms something like that um and that might not be enough you know considering someone that might be cutting 10 so um it would be all dependent really on 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 you know the bout itself but i think bantam weight is more of a um you know reasonable go-to than than straw weight i i don't think i'd ever go to straw weight i fought at 55 kilograms in muay thai and that was hard. That was really hard. I, I definitely felt the effects of that weight cut. And yeah, weight cutting in Muay Thai is not the most sensible way. Um, I've learned a lot from, you know, since then. And so, yeah, I, I don't think I would want to go down any lower than where I am now. You know, you've been on the scene for a few years now. And uh, I've noticed you before. You know, this is my first time interviewing you, but I've known you've been around. Um, and you've been to a lot of locations around the world to elevate your skill set. You know, can you talk about where you know you have been on your martial arts journey so far yeah i mean i started off in england um i, I was young young kid i was 15 when i started muay thai um had my first few fights in england and then you know i got a little bit into my teenage years and i and i sort of pulled back a, a tiny bit um enjoyed my life enjoyed my teenage and my you know my early 20s and then when i got to 21 22 i decided to 
leave the nest and go to Australia because I have some family here as well that also were heavily into Muay Thai. And I thought, why not? Like, give it a good crack. And, you know, I've always been really, um, really eager to upskill myself and, and always want to finish, you know, let's say my fighting career, like looking back and being like, wow, I did amazing stuff. So the opportunity for me to come to Australia was I jumped on it and, and, I, and I carried on training Muay Thai. And it changed a little bit over the years with the um, combat sport authorities coming in and wanting you to wear headgear and shin guards and elbow pads. And, and it just took that authenticity away from, from Muay Thai. And I missed it. And, um, and I started to learn boxing. And that's when I started to think, wow, this is, this is something that is, um, is so diverse and, and forever evolving. And I felt like a beginner again. And so that really excited me. And I moved on into jiu-jitsu. And then I became, you know, a mixed martial artist. And the opportunity arose for me to jump over to Vegas, which was massive um, opportunity. And I, and I said yes straight away. Um, there wasn't even a moment where I went, oh, I did think to myself, wow, Vegas, like that's like capital city and maybe I'm not ready for that. But it was an amateur fight. So um, I said, yeah, um, my whole team rallied up, got some money together. I went over to Vegas. You know, I'd have three days of um, being there. <laughs> Literally, that would be get there, next day weight cut, next day fight, next day home. And I did that three times for a particular promotion. And they kept asking me to go back. And every time I found the money, and which, as you know, in amateur, you don't get paid to fly over from somewhere that far. So I found the money and I was uh, determined to, to go and do that. And I did. I did it three times. I really loved Vegas. And I found a great few gyms there. Um, Syndicate was an awesome gym. I, there was a lot of talent. So I decided to go back the fourth time and spend some time with, at Syndicate with um, John Wood. And there's lots of other UFC fighters there, Bellator fighters, and uh, trained with them, and it was a great experience. But I missed Australia, and um, I ended up coming home uh, with my boyfriend now. And yeah, I just looked at that. I ticked that, ticked that box, and I'd definitely go back. I would definitely go back. Um, just for now, it's um, it's not the right time. So I'm doing what I can in Australia, and and just working my way through the ranks. Yeah, well, you know, Australia is a, a booming market right now for mixed martial artists. After that successful amateur career that you had, you made your pro debut late last year at Aftershock 31. You know, you fought yes. for the flyweight title. It didn't go your way. You know, take me through that fight and, uh, you know, what you took away from that fight to move on with your career. Um, mentally, I didn't prepare myself for war. Um. I probably went into that fight a little bit relaxed and my training camp was a little bit all over the place. I don't really have a solid team. I don't have, you know, that one gym where you go and you've got, you know, five different guys and three different girls to, you know, play around with. I don't have that. Um, I literally have me. My boyfriend helps me with, with parts of um, my training and my corner man, Jeff, and that's it. That's all I have. And I have a boxing gym and I have a pad holder and I have um, a, a jiu-jitsu gym. But to put it all together, I don't have that solid team. And that's what I didn't have back then. And there's no excuses. At the end of the day, she um, she, she put me in a nice tight arm, but she did really well. Um, I just wasn't really uh, ready. I wasn't focused. I wasn't ready for war. And, and I didn't have that sort of 
nerves just sort of like, you know, making me on edge. I was, yeah, I was kind of asleep almost. Um, and so I learned from that. I learned that, you know, never take someone, you know, lightly and, and always make sure that you're going in and that person against you is going to be the best. And, um, yeah, I just missed, I, I just messed up there. Um, but all, all good, you know, all it's great for her. You know, she did a great job. She did what she needed to do. I didn't. You know, since that fight, you know, it's been months and months. Has it been hard for you to get a fight? Because I know that women in Australia, it's hard to get fights because there's a lot of times you do sign up for a fight and girls will pull out at the last minute. So is it was it hard for you to get a fight? It's been so hard. Ever since I fought in Vegas, it has been so hard to find fights. Not only because of that, but because I think there's there's not a huge amount of girls, in, especially in Sydney anyway, that are fighting pro. Um, so when, um, yeah, when, when she, when Caitlin came about, I was like, that's awesome. I did think she was going to pull out. She didn't pull out this time, which was great. So I was managed, managed to get that, that happening. And, and sometimes it can be a bit like that where as girls are, you know, fighting and it might not be the best match, but we just have to fight because it's been too long. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at now as well. Like I just need to fight. So, and especially coming in with Chelsea Hackett, I knew she wasn't going to pull out. She, like, she's been in the scene for a long time. She's very professional. So, yeah, um, I was, I was, I was happy to take that fight because I knew it would go ahead. Yeah, you're taking on Chelsea Hackett, Eternal 46, coming up in a few days. You know, what are your thoughts on her and the hype around her? Because it seems like she has a lot of hype. Yeah, because she did a really good job in Muay Thai. But that's one martial arts skill. And it's very different to MMA. Her stand-up striking has evolved, and that's awesome because that's what she needed. Um, but I, I respect her striking, but at the same time, I'm definitely um, very, very aware that my striking is on par with hers, and I'm going to bring it to her, and it's going to be a war. I know that. Um, I just believe that I've got something better, and I have a little bit more of a well-rounded MMA style compared to her. Um, but yeah, like we'll see on the day and I'm prepared. I'm sure she is too. And I'm excited. You mentioned that, you know, in your last camp, it was just all over the place, but you must have fixed all that for this camp. You know, who are the coaches that you're working with right now? Yeah. So my boyfriend, he's a hundred kilograms. He is my sparring partner right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's him. Um, and I have my pad holder, Sammy Abdulli, who, also, is a body for me, and he, he does a, a lot of MMA rounds with me as well. Uh, no girls, unfortunately, no girls, and no one my weight, really. So um, I've been training really hard with, with bigger guys and um, putting in the putting in the work, and it's like climbing a ladder. But at the end of the day, um, I know that, you know, come fight day, it's going to be easier because my training was really, really hard. Uh, so, so yeah, my fight camp's been a lot better. I'm a lot more focused, um, and everything is sort of set in stone. I'm not jumping from here to there with that person, this person. It's been a very much tight-knit um, group, and it's much better than the previous camp. You and your opponent are both considered strikers. What yes. aspect of your striking do you believe will excel against Chelsea? In Muay Thai, you, you haven't learned how to cut angles very well and understand space um, and be a bit tricky. And so in Muay Thai, it's very linear. So, um, and I, like I said before, she has evolved, just not enough, not enough as me. So that's where I think I'm going to um, outskill her is just better footwork, better angling. Um, I know she's preparing for it. And, and so am I. I'm, a, I'm preparing for her to be better than her last fight. Um, 
but yeah, I think that 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 my skill set as an MMA striker is going to be what separates us from me having a little bit more experience. Outside of uh, fighting, you know, I've seen that you do a little bit of a uh, rock climbing. You know, is that beneficial for any aspect of fighting? I hate rock climbing. <laughs> <laughs> I do it because. It gives me really strong, um, you know what it is? It's like a mental thing as well. So when you rock climb, uh, you do get a little bit nervous when you're up there or you think to yourself, I can't, if I jump for that boulder, I'm not going to grab it. And when you do grab it, it's like you have to put everything into it. It's not just like, oh, I'm slipping. Like you have to like believe that you're going to do it. And so rock climbing to me <clears throat> is more of a thing to help me mentally in my martial arts sport. Yes, it gives me massive jacked forearms and biceps, but um, yeah, I enjoy it for the aspect of it being quite difficult, quite challenging for the mind, um, and you have to work out, um, like, problem solve as you're doing it. And that's what MMA is, really, any martial arts, problem solving, and it's split second, and so I try these new routes and figure it out, and then, you you know, you, you accomplish that, and then you move on to the next one, and it gets better and better and harder and harder and harder, so... Do you look at, you know, bouldering like that um, rather than it being like more about athletic side of things? Um, yeah, more of a mental side for me. Now you go into Eternal 46, you get the finish, you get a big win. You know, what are the plans for the rest of the year? Do you have any other fights in the works? Not right now. Um, I have a lot of ambition to, to move, you know, into the worldwide stages. And I have a really good team and a great manager. We're working on that. So right now, no other fights. Um, I plan on going on a nice holiday after this fight and um, rejuvenate myself and then come back to Oz and, and, and getting stuck back into it. So whatever comes, um, I'm waiting. And, you know, whatever happens on this fight as well, like I just as long as I put in my absolute best, that's all either of us can do really is just our absolute best. And whatever comes my way, I'll, I'll like always um, appreciate the opportunity and then jump on that. Where are you going on holiday? Thailand. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's like my 20th time, so. <laughs> Second home. Well, it never gets old, to be honest with you. Well, no, I just always know it's going to be nice and sunny and, you know, uh, the beaches and I can burn around on my scooter and it's freedom, you know. So um, I keep saying to myself, I'll go somewhere else, go somewhere else. But then Thailand always comes up and I always book it. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, Sorry. before you head to Thailand, you know, July 27th, Eternal 46. Thank you, Danielle, for your time and uh, good luck to you. Thank you so much.